Hey all, this is Joey welcoming you into episode 81 of the Underage Packers podcast. Uh, today we're going to be previewing the game for the Packers week 4 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're turning to Lambeau Field. It should be a fun one. Me and Big B had a good time uh, recording this. I hope uh, it doesn't seem too oddly edited because there were some points where I thought that I there were some unnecessary comments not offensive or inappropriate, of course, but uh, more so just things that didn't add to the conversation. So I wanted to kind of keep this as concise as possible, just so it's not a mess, disorganized. And I think it, uh, I hope it turned out really good, and I hope you enjoy it. I also wanted to give a massive shout out, massive appreciation to our friends at Packers.com, Mike Spofford and Wes Ockwitz, uh yesterday on their weekly preview, uh, giving us a little bit of a mention. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, Wes and Mike, the both of them have been so kind to us uh, over our, our uh, one year, a little bit over a year, tenure on the Packers interwebs, if you'd like to call it. So we always appreciate them. One note, though, for Wes, I do indeed actually have my driver's license. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm a good driver, but I do have my driver's license. So I'll focus on graduating high school and then we'll see where we are in the credential. Uh, the credential application. Uh, but with that being said, let's head right into episode number 81. Uh, Andy Herman, good friend of mine, uh, also on the Packers beat. Hi, Andy. He, uh, he asked, long-time listener, big-time fan, and also first-time questioner, I will add. My question is when Joey from the uh, Underage Packers will be getting a media credential. Uh, my first reaction to that is, Probably needs to get his driver's license first. Yeah, that might, might need, be a good start. Might, might need that. But, hey, man, I started, I started actually doing the reporting thing and all that when I was 18. And, I mean, 15 is kind of like the new 18 in terms of being able to actually work <laughs> these days, it seems 15 like. 15 is the new 18. So, I like that. Hey, you know, being able to actually go out there and cover this team. I, I was joking with Joey and, and Big B and all of their friends. I, I was not good at 18 at all. Like, in terms of on-camera stuff, I'm not saying I'm, you know, Walter Cronkite now. <laughs> But, I mean, as far as, like, trying to do all this kind of stuff and speak into a microphone and have decent technology, atrocious. I'm glad the Green Bay Press-Gazette and Gannett, they burned all of that old footage. So I give my biggest amount of credit to Joey for doing what he's done. Obviously, you were on his show. The number one guest of all time, all right? Oh, sure, yeah. We'll see see about that. Very enjoyable, though, to talk to, those, uh, to talk to those young men. I give them a lot of credit for what they do. They have the right spirit in the way in which they go about it. Keep doing what you're doing, fellas. You'll get there eventually. All right, and maybe you'll get a media credential. Yeah. We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How was that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, guys, let's keep it over 25 minutes, all right? Welcome back to the Underage Packers podcast. This is episode number 81. We're excited to be back here talking football, talking Green Bay Packers as they get to get ready to face off against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Lambeau Field for week four of their 2021 NFL journey. Big B is always, as always, is joining me. I'm Joey. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Big B, how are you feeling today? Uh, feeling good, especially when you're two and one. 
Of course. But today we're going to be talking about some sad news we received this evening about the Packers. Um, then we get into the Steelers game, obviously. But first, we'll start off with the bad news, I guess, before we get to the, the exciting game on Sunday. So uh, this Friday evening, we learned out uh, just about an hour before we started recording this that Zadarius Smith will miss most of the 2021 season. Uh, he suffered a back injury during training camp. They were going to try to see if they could have a short-term uh, recovery where he wouldn't that wouldn't require surgery. They threw him out there for 18 snaps on week one, then placed him on injured reserve. So uh, at this point, just yesterday, we were thinking, okay, in two more weeks, he'll be eligible to return. He might not be ready then, but he'll be eligible in three weeks and then maybe in a few weeks following uh, around the same time that David Bakhtiari would return, we'd be getting Zedarius back. But now with this information, he will be getting back surgery. And then now it is looking like a pretty slim chance that Zedarius will be back in time for the regular season. However, uh, there's a chance that it looks like the hope, um, the goal is to have Zedarius back for the playoffs. Big B, I mean, this is obviously very sad. Next man up mentality. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking about Zadarius now on for most of the season? Well, it's definitely unfortunate, but got to get healthy. Um, good news is that Preston Smith seems to be playing a lot better the first three games this year and Rashawn Gary season as well. Um, I'm just scared that uh, week one was his last game, last snaps yep. as a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, I and his he still has one year after this year, um, after this year remaining on his contract. We know two things really that the Packers, it, with their cap situation, the cap not jumping up until twenty twenty three, possibly even going down this upcoming year with the Darius contract and kind of just how the Packers are built as a team right now. It's going to be very difficult and almost nonsensical to keep Zedarius in 2022 on his current contract. So unless an extension is worked out that pushes some of that cap out further, um, some sort of way, um, it's hard to see Zedarius if he doesn't play with the pick team next year. So that that is pretty sad. If we don't, uh, 2019, it really felt like, this is a this is a Clay Matthews that we've been trying to replace a franchise pass rusher, uh, if you consider that a thing. But somebody that's going to be here for, for a long time. He was just coming off his rookie contract. Uh, got a lot of things started with his great buddy Preston in 2020. Um, he missed some time uh, with injury, I believe, uh, with an ankle injury. I want to say, uh, yeah. And then, but he was there for most time, and now this would be very sad to see him in just his third year, have a season-ending back injury and then be uh, released this upcoming March. But th this March, this offseason is going to be filled with a lot of emotions, a lot of tough goodbyes for Packers fans. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, cross that, that long, sad bridge when we get to it. One game at a time. One game at a time. We're only in week four. We got a lot, mm -hmm. of, got a lot, of, a lot of season left, a lot of year left. Oh, yeah. All right, next up, we got some more sad news here. But this time, we're actually talking about week four. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, do you remember uh, 
was it a hammy that he yes. uh, suffered last week? Yes. All right, hamstring injury uh, last week near the end of the 49ers game. He is officially listed as out. Uh, and then Elton Jenkins and Kevin Keene, uh, Keene with a concussion, uh, are both listed as doubtful as of now. So it's looking like a very similar lineup that we had running against San Fran. And it's really interesting with that offensive line against Pittsburgh because, once again, a really tough front seven. T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Stevan Tuitt, a lot of other role guys. They're, they are going to be bringing the heat on that Packers offensive line. Once again, going up against very young uh, offensive line, only one really veteran, three rookies, one second-year player, and uh, they're going to have to have another great performance. So that that's going to be Definitely a, a tough challenge if Elton Jenkins uh, is out as expected. On the Pittsburgh Steelers side of things, uh, Chase Claypool, their wide receiver, is currently listed as questionable, and they have two offensive tackles out at this moment. So that would be big for Rashawn Gary and Zadaria Smith, obviously. There's your injury news. Let's head in to this game preview, though. It is the gold package game. Those folks from Milwaukee – they're up there in age and they're getting ready to tell people to sit down. I'm sure they, they just got done with training camp, uh, sitting in their houses for a few weeks on the couch and having to tell their grandsons to sit down during the game. Now they're ready for the live action. Uh, so, Oh boy. Gold package game. Number one for, uh, for, for at Lambeau. But hopefully there, there's a better mix of fans that bring that energy uh, going against the Packers' uh, Super Bowl 45 victims. And I, I got two fun facts for Big B, right, or for you guys. Big B, are you ready for them? Let's hear them. All right. So uh, you've probably seen this on Twitter, but I'll, I'll let you take a guess anyway. When do you, How many years do you think has it been since Aaron Rodgers started in a regular season game against Pittsburgh Steelers? Hmm, regular season. Not sure. Uh, it has been 12 years. Not play. So he's only played one regular season game against the Steelers or started one regular season game against the Steelers in his whole 17 year career. Um, another start, obviously, in Super Bowl 45 in Dallas. But in 2013, he was hurt, and Matt Flynn stepped in. And in 2017, uh, Brett Hundley uh, was placed in, and Jamal Williams had a phenomenal game. The goat! Yeah! What a game for Jamal. That was awesome. This is screen pass to the house, outrunning T.J. Watt. All the Packer fans saying we should draft T.J. Watt. Well, guess what? Jamal Williams just outrun us, all right? That's why he's the GOAT. This is top-tier Packers content, man. We're recalling <laughs> random plays from 2017. Oh, yes. Oddly enough, I could tell you so much about that 2017 season. <laughs> and we, we actually have a whole episode where we, uh, from this offseason, we were very bored. It didn't take us too long to get bored. I think we did it in like May or something immediately after the draft. <laughs> and we're like, shoot, we need something. We just went game for game of the 2017 season, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that actually was. We should do that in the offseason more. Was- oh, yeah. Well, we'll, once we got, like, 
the the years become more distant and we get to, it's more fun to revisit those like i think even 2019 at this point would be a lot of fun uh, yeah and that one's not a six and ten season like 2017 so that'd be more good mm-hmm. memories uh, so yeah, 2017 for Packers or Steelers was the last matchup. Packers just barely lost that game. Um, it's a great game for Jamal, great game for um, Devontae Adams as well. And then Brett Conley, probably one of his best starts. If you want uh, any more information about 2017 games, email us. All right. <laughs> Next up, Matt LaFleur. Big B, when do you think, how many years do you think uh, he Matt has been around the league quite a bit. Uh, so how many years do you think has it been since Matt has coached a game against Pittsburgh? Ooh, I'm going to go, let's say, eight years. Ooh, just one year off. Uh, last time was 2012. I should, I, I should probably look this up to see what happened in this, uh, in this game here. First, we've got to find out, was Matt with uh, – Maybe Washington. I think he had already left Houston at 2012 point. Uh, yeah, Washington quarterback coach with uh, RG3 and then Kirk Cousins here. So let's see here. Redskins or Steelers. I'm not being arrogant here, folks. I, I'm <laughs> calling them what the team was called at the time this game was played. 2013, Matt Fleur won with Washington 23-17. to 17. There's that. So there you go. It's been nine years. The two constants in both games have been Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger, who have obviously had some changes in their skills, in their life, in their family life, probably <laughs> since this uh, 2012 and in 2009. But they're they're still kicking it just barely. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin is still so young though. Uh, yeah. I mean, when they first won that Super Bowl, um, yeah, they uh, uh, Super Bowl forty maybe, or maybe the year before that too. When they first won that Super Bowl, Ben was one of the youngest quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl. Tomlin, one of the youngest head coaches to win the Super Bowl. Tomlin, for a coach, is still pretty young. Ben though, Ben Roethlisberger though, Big Ben, he's <laughs> oh buddy. I wouldn't be surprised if he rolled out in a wheelchair this week, being honest here. And he's still – or, like, he's on crutches. I mean, if he was on yeah. crutches, he'd, he'd still be as mobile as he is playing right now. Yeah, that's true. Through three games, he has 801 yards, three yard, three touchdowns, and three interceptions for Big Ben. So he is, at this point in his career, completely immobile. Uh, last year, he did not – He's, he did not play good. Uh, and then in t- the year before that, he had an injury all year. So I I don't I know the Steelers' contract ex- either expired or they worked out something and then came back for a year. I, I, I don't know why they agreed to that. And I'm pretty sure he got a buttload of money, too, for his age. So Ben Roethlisberger, God bless him. I'm sure he's a great guy. Or maybe it's not. I I don't know about that, but yeah, I better take that one back. <laughs> yeah, just just considering some things, but yeah, Big Ben, uh, he's obviously not too much too much of a focus for the Packers defense this week. Joe Barry <laughs> probably like didn't even like 
didn't even scout him. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that for Pittsburgh, but although the rest of their offense as well is not going to be the strong point, the thing for them is going to be their defense. That's how they won 11 straight games last year. And that's how they miraculously made it to the playoffs before getting smacked in the mouth by Cleveland. So their defense has a strong front seven. Like I mentioned earlier, two great linebackers, TJ Watt, and then Fun fact, the son of Alonzo Highsmith, uh, Packers uh, front office man, Alex Highsmith, also an outside linebacker for uh, the Steelers. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Obviously, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, step onto it. Many other great role pieces are going to be a challenge for the Packers' young offensive line. And I think the Packers can win this game very easily. But if you're the Steelers looking at this, the one way they can win this game or have a fighting chance is going to be having their offense to work. And really, this is how you beat the Packers. Having their defense to work, my apologies. Uh, having their defense pretty much, you know, they don't even have to shut down the Packers' offense. But don't let them get off to a fast start. Um, you know, cannot let them have long, sustained drives down the field. Steelers defense has to get off the field and then for the Steelers they just they got to they cannot be playing from behind and that if they're not playing from behind two touchdowns behind the whole game then they can dink and duck to, uh dink and dunk to Najee Harris their offensive line sucks so I don't know if uh, running it with Najee would be the best option but <laughs> Najee Harris uh now Fleur put emphasis on um a few times this week in his press conferences that they are going to have to watch Najee out of the backfield. Sealer's first round pick from this year. Um, Big I what could, do you I, go ahead? Could you? No. I was I was just gonna say that Najee Harris could very easily probably have a game like Elvin Kamara did last year versus the Packers. Oh yeah. And the Packers were obviously able to outrun the Saints offense in that in that game. And I don't think that would be any challenge for the Packers to outrun the Steelers. Uh, but, yeah, like you mentioned, he could really just be a really shifty guy, breaking tackles, not uh, not even in the sense of Alvin Kamara where he's just uh, like juking everybody out. Like he can literally break tackles out of the backfield as a receiver. So Packers are going to have to be on their tackling A game. So that, that's a good uh, good t- good time to have Eric Stokes in. And obviously Devondre Campbell, another key player in this game. If he can shut down Najee or at least not let him get any big gains, like uh, that was a problem for the Packers versus Saints and Alvin Kamara last year, then the Steelers are going to have to become really one-dimensional and hope they can get Big Ben in some type of flow. Only five-yard routes for the wide receivers. So I can get it to them. Um, but Big B, what do you think is the key? If you're Mike Tomlin, what game plan are you devising up to beat the Packers? Oh, man. All right. Um, not really game plan to start, but winning the coin toss, electing to receive, have a nice, long, sustained yep. drive, score a touchdown, let the defense go to work. Yeah, and not a, a kicking off to the Packers 
or no, uh, not letting the Packers receive to start off the game is pretty much the key. Uh, the Saints were able to do that and then uh, get a touchdown drive to start off with Jameis Winston, much more mobile uh, than Big Ben Roethlisberger, as I'm just messing with my light switch here, just trying to see. I, I either look like a ghost, very tan, or that I'm recording in a cave. So just, just trying to find the right balance there. Um, yeah, you can't have Peter come and attacking you like. You yeah, did. yeah. I Peter Bukowski could be watching at any time and judging yep. judging my lighting situation. So I, I got to make sure I'm doing looking the best for Peter. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the Saints were able to do that. Kick off to the Packers or got receive to start the game. The Saints were able to receive, keep the ball away from the Packers, start the game, and then the Packers offense couldn't get anything going. So. That's the key for the Steelers. Like you said, get a touchdown there. Let your defense go to work. Shut down. Contain the Packers' offense. And then they, the Steelers just got to keep their flow up, um, maintain the time of possession game, and they, they, they would be looking good uh, in the neighborhood. But I have my doubts that the, the Steelers' defense can completely shut down the Packers' offense or that the Steelers' offense wouldn't be able to – would be able – to not beat themselves up by their either it's turnovers or just not being able to move the ball down the field at all. Like they have struggled with in the first few weeks, especially last week against uh, their division rival Cincinnati. All right, big B let's see here. What uh, we'll end it off here. That's all we got for you today, but we thank you all the time for listening to all the content that we put out means a lot to us. We're trying our best, folks, throughout this great season, Super Bowl season 2021. Uh, please subscribe to us. Follow us on all the social medias. Final words, final thoughts, Big B. Um, go, Paco. There you have it. Big B will have his three keys to victory out tomorrow. We'll see you later. Go, Paco.